Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnan. He's comes in and helps me out with your uh, computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. He's one of the engineers on our help desk. And we're here to help you out live this morning. We all survived the hurricane. And uh, we're back again for another weekend. Uh, feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC are the numbers. We are broadcasting live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. If Zuckerberg deems our broadcast worthy, it may get into your news feed. Um, or you can go over to their page and check out Dennis and I. Um, <laughs> so as usual and customary, we talk about technology news, and I'm looking at a story here that I'll basically, you know, preface by saying, "I told you so." Microsoft Azure Cloud vulnerability is the worst you can imagine. This is the headline from The Verge. Thousands of companies using Azure warn that their data has been exposed for hours. No. Days? No. Weeks? No. Months? No. Years, guys. Years. <laughs> years and years. Thanks, Microsoft Cloud. Um, you know, really, you know, we get a lot of uh, crap for being against the, the cloud. You know, a lot of IT guys, oh, Eric, you know, why are you constantly banging on the cloud, banging on the cloud? Because it's somebody else's servers, and I know Microsoft. I know them. This show has been on since Microsoft uh, Windows 95 was announced. How's that ride been for you? Um, I mean, operating system after operating system, issue after issue. In this case, Microsoft has warned thousands of its Azure cloud computing company, uh, customers, including many Fortune 500 companies whose IT guys said, let's put it in the cloud. Hey, if it, something goes wrong, it's not my fault. Um, about a vulnerability that left their data completely exposed for the last two years. It's a flaw in the Azure Cosmos DB database. And that product left more than 3,300 Azure customers open to complete, unrestricted access by attackers. The vulnerability was introduced in 2019 when Microsoft added a data visualization feature called uh, uh, Jupyter or Jiter, uh Notebook to Cosmos DB. So the feature is turned on by default. Thanks again for all customers that use the uh, Cosmos DB. And so. 
you know, Dennis, you have a little more detail on this. Why is it so insidious? Well, it's really insidious because these are not. This is not a case of customers that didn't set up this database properly. Right, like everybody they doing that on AWS. They didn't secure it or something like that. Because right. there are a lot of dumb people that oh, will yeah. move stuff to the cloud and they don't secure it right. Right. And because it's in the cloud, it's available worldwide. Well, Instantly. that's a problem in and of itself. But that's right. not what happened in this case. No. These databases were created with security. Right. With credentials, with a private key and a mm-hmm. public key right. for encryption. Yep. And Microsoft leaked the private key as well as the login credentials. Through a feature. Through the feature. (laughs) You can't make it up. So, again, this is the cloud, guys. I mean, oh, the cloud is so much more secure. It's not. It's the same people who brought you Windows 95, Windows 98, uh, Millennium Edition, Windows NT. And sadly, these servers are all based still on the NT kernel. They are. <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. It, it's it's sad. And again, I'm sorry I told you so. It's only a matter of time. It, I mean, it wasn't a hard bet. I usually bet my third kid on all sorts of things. This one, I wouldn't have bet him because I knew I would have lost because you knew, you knew this type of issue would have been coming up with Microsoft and the uh, Azure Cloud. So we'll put the link up here for you guys. You can read it yourself and uh, you know, and weep and deal with that. What else you got there, Dennis? Well, we got a problem with uh, Samsung televisions, interestingly enough. It's a good problem, though. It is a good problem. But it's a, there's a yin-yang there, to it. Yeah, there, this, is, this is something that will, both, that will probably both please you and unnerve you at the same time. Right. Which I really love. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. um, Samsung has announced, they made a big deal about this. Right. They made sure that this was announced all over the place. Mm-hmm. They can remotely disable their own televisions through a feature that they've implemented in them called TV Block. Gotcha. As soon so as they can the, disable it. Right. As soon as the TV connects to the internet, yep. it checks in with one of their servers somewhere. Right. And it if it's been put on a blacklist that yep. they manage, mm-hmm. it will get kicked. It won't work. And it won't work. And the way how you get there is if 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 you're basically your Mac Right, if they have the MAC well, address, or it, uh, it it might it might be the MAC address, or it might be some other identifier that's embedded in there. I would, I would hope that they would have their own private identifier, maybe, yeah. and not just use the MAC, right? Which can be gained publicly as soon as you've connected to someone's network, and then someone could take that and then use that to trick the the system t- TV block feature in a television. Right, they should have their own private. Uh, numbering scheme right but at any rate uh the reason that they announced this is to discourage theft and looting because and it it was done especially in the wake of the rioting that's going on in south africa or was i'm not sure if it's uh tamped down yet Mm -hmm. but it's nice to know that if you are a bona fide owner of a television you can be confident that you can use it (laughs) and if if you're a store owner and someone breaks in and takes your televisions you can call up samsung and say hey i got a list of uh tvs that were stolen kill them please yeah that is nice. and then i like that That it's supposed to discourage the looting Mm -hmm. 
But again, it's it's unnerving because it's something that could probably be taken advantage of by someone at some point. Right. We've never seen anybody uh, brick or or cause issues with hardware in the field in order to either get new sales or deal with issues where the phones weren't working so well and they decided to throttle the battery. You know, there's no companies out there that do no, stuff like that. No, they never do that. No. Oh, Apple never. comes to mind, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. It's yeah, Joey's like it's a feature. So basically, uh, Samsung's out there to protect you. In other news, I'll grab the first one off the pile here. Goog- this is this is basically uh, you are you know, if it's free you're the commodity type of stuff. Google will pay Apple. Now how, I'm gonna, you know, I've already told you the number, so I'm not going to have you guess, uh, Dennis. But they'll pay Apple 15 billion with a B to remain the default search engine. On their devices, fifteen billion dollars, so that they know what you're searching for on your Apple device at two in the morning. So you've got, you know, multi-billion-dollar company doing business with another multi-billion-dollar company and trafficking in a transaction that's in the billions. Correct, and in the fact that you're just searching for stuff, and I guess you probably realize there's a lot of value in uh, in what you're searching for. So my advice to you would be to check out DuckDuckGo. Yes, and put that on your device and tell Google to go put their fifteen billion where the sun don't shine. Um, but that's they're gonna get. That's a lot of money to know what you're searching for. That uh, is a stinking lot of money. Yeah, and I'm I'm just sick and tired of seeing my searches show up on all these other platforms. <laughs> like you know, so use if you want to get away from some of this, you know, DuckDuckGo has a way for you to be a little more private in your searches. Not that you're searching for something you don't, you know, that's, that you shouldn't be worried about. But the point is, why does Google need to know about it and make so much money knowing about what I'm searching for? Yeah, it's it's very insidious, isn't it? Oh, 15 billion. 15. Wow. What else you got, Dennis? Anything else? Uh, I have uh, an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the computer arcade game is 50 years old? I believe it, but but your your headline's so generic. What do you mean, the computer arcade game? The very first arcade game that's computer based. Yeah. So when was, they had arcades, they always had the, the they old had stuff. Pinball ball machines, yeah. ski balls, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. This was an arcade game that you would put quarters in to play, and it wouldn't be pong. And it's not pong. It's mm. before pong. What Por- be- pong came after this? What could we do that's that lower end than pong? <laughs> <laughs> this game is not as low end as you think. Really, it's called Computer Space. Okay, and it was invented by none other than Nolan Bushnell. All right, famous for later creating Atari. This was a pre-Atari oh, game. Nice. And his friend Jim Stein from Stanford University. Okay, they put this together. And they deployed it in August of 1971. And it is a game that is an extremely simplified version of Asteroids. Oh. You are piloting a spacecraft, turning it, moving it, and shooting it stuff. Neat. But it's very, very simplistic. Mm -hmm. I have an article about the history of computer space and other things uh, in the history of computer games. Right. Uh, since then, and I also have a link to an emulator for that game in case anybody's interested in checking it out. <laughs> it's awesome. 
it's not something that most people would want to play for yeah. a length of time, but at least you get a little bit of history. Get a taste of what it used to be back in 1971. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. We'll put those links up to you uh, for all the things we talked about today. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. We've got Mark out in Yorktown on the line, so hang on. We'll get to your call after this quick break, Mark. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we're broadcasting live over on WTIC's Facebook page. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here until 11. Feel free to get online. We are live, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Three lines open, like I said. We're going to go right to your calls. We've had uh, Mark on the line from Yorktown, the longest. What's going on, Mark? Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I got a strange thing happening with my uh, Pavilion 23 all-in-one, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the Internet, like YouTube or watching a news feed. I get this strange blue screen of death. It just freezes up, and I get three uh, sentences. One, it says, checking media presence. Two, it says media presence, and then it starts, start PXE over IP4, and then that's it. It goes completely dead. I can't do anything. I've got to pull out the plug in the back, and then I have to uh, put the plug back in, wait about 10 seconds, and I start it, and usually it restarts, and everything is fine for the next time it happens. Okay. Well, it sounds to me like there's a problem with your boot drive. Um, what's happening is the computer is getting the blue screen and then it restarts and it can't uh, communicate properly with that boot drive. So it moves on to the next thing that it wants to boot to, which in your case on your computer happens to be uh, a protocol called Pixie that goes over a network. And if you were on a corporate network, it would allow the computer to connect to a boot image server that it would the computer would read as if it were a local drive that it boots to, and then it would run the operating system from there. Um, you obviously don't have that in your home. Most people don't. Um, I don't know why <laughs> Pixie is added as a possible boot device in home computers. Right. I don't know why they do that, but they do. But it isn't, by itself, it's not an error. It's just an indication that you've got a problem with your hard drive. Oh, yeah, I got an old spinning drive. The computer's about seven years old. Okay. Yeah, it's, well. It's showing its age. Yeah, that can be a problem. Are there anything I can run? I did run check this on this, and it came back saying everything is okay. It it may do that. Mm-hmm. It, it may, the drive may be genuinely working correctly um, at the time that it's running the check desk. It's uh-huh. just that at some point later on, it fails to work correctly. It transmits an improper byte to the computer, which causes it this blue screen. And then when it reboots, it doesn't respond correctly to the motherboard, and then you've got a problem. Right. Uh, it sounds intermittent, which is, it is. Yeah, very it expected in a case like this. I get it about every, maybe uh, twice a month, three times a month. Okay. Well, that's kind that's of a lot. pretty intermittent, but yeah, it is enough to be a, a warning. Yeah. The, the well, other areas... Well, in other words, either replace the hard drive or get a new computer since this is seven years old. At seven years old, I would not have yeah, you Yeah, I would not even bother diagnosing this. Okay. It, it's just not worth your time. There's two... I use 
this? Because they were all in one. In other words, I can get a, say, a desktop and but use the monitor on this, uh, uh, you know, this Vision 23. It's got a nice screen on it. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. These all-in-ones are not are not general monitors. Uh, we've not had good luck trying to do that. Have you had any good luck doing that? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, you have to think of an all-in-one as if it were essentially a laptop. Right. Because that's kind of what it is. I see. It's a laptop that's sitting on a mount. Yeah. Um, and any kind of work on a laptop display is extremely dicey. Yeah. So in, with an all-in-one, you're, you're dealing with the same complications. Right. Uh, all the connections are very tiny. So if you're working with them, it, yeah, I... Hmm. We wouldn't recommend it. I, I don't. Also, look at while you're at it, um, disable wake on LAN in the BIOS of your machine and even update your BIOS. Those are two other obscure options you can try okay, to wake see if. On LAN. Yeah, disable wake on LAN okay. and update your BIOS are two other suggestions that I've seen out here while Dennis was chatting with you that could also possibly help. Okay. So, but, okay. but at seven years old, don't put too much money into it. No. Well, yeah, I know. I got my money's worth out of it. You one. did, sir. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I Our pleasure. I enjoy your show every weekend. I look forward to it. Well, so thank thanks you, sir. a lot for your help. Our pleasure. We thank you for listening. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We are live. We see some more calls coming in. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Four lines open on this lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers from anywhere. You know, long distance. Sell handy, you'll pay the bill. 800-966-WTIC. <laughs> Feel free to get online. All right. So in some, in some technology news as we wait for your calls... You're not going to like this if you're a Chromebook user. Microsoft is going to make it difficult. Wouldn't that be nice? It just sounds like Microsoft in general. Mm -hmm. For Chromebook users to use Word offline. So the company wants users to transition from Word, Excel, and PowerPoint's Android apps to web versions instead. Why would they do that? Why? Why would they do that? I have no idea. Because you're paying your monthly rental of the program to Microsoft. Yeah, I would think that you are. And now they're saying, well, we just don't want you to use it offline. Microsoft plans to end support for its Android-based Office apps for Chrome OS beginning when, right when school starts, you know, right in the school season, start really rolling here, September 18th. Chromebooks that rely on the Android versions of Office, Outlook, OneNote, and OneDrive will need to migrate over to web access files and folders. So basically, you have no choice but, be, but to be connected to the Internet to use a word processor. That's where we've come. So what do you do if you if your files are, say, on an on-premise server? I don't know what you can do. Uh, you can't, right? You, and you have no internet access, those right. two pieces. If you lose internet access and your files are sitting well, right next even to if you, you. Even if you have internet access to Microsoft's cloud mm. and you separately have access to your on-premise server, right? can you get 
Microsoft's cloud version of their app to talk to your on-premise server from a Chromebook. Who knows? I do not think you can. I don't know. Hey, Joey, the phone's ringing. Um, <laughs> Joey's sleeping <laughs> there. So, so Microsoft's move to the web is apparently, quote-unquote, an attempt to provide an optimized experience. They're doing you a favor, Chrome user people. Wow, how thoughtful. Isn't that great? Yes. You know, Microsoft, you know, they would hate for you to have to use those icky Android apps on your Chromebook. They would rather you use their browser-based um, solution. So I'm sure it's all about the features, and there's nothing in there that is trying to get you to get rid of your Chromebook. I'm sure that's not the reason. Oh, absolutely this. can't be. No. The, the really sad part about this is that I've actually heard about businesses mm. that were sold a bill of goods about Chromebooks back when the pandemic started and they sent their employees home with yep. them. Yeah. You know, they're nice and cheap. Right. And theoretically, yeah, okay, great. It'll run Word and Excel and all these things. Mm -hmm. And you can work with them, right? Yeah. Well, that's not true anymore. Nope. And to be perfectly honest, those Chromebooks were deficient even then. Yeah. So now they've just made them worse. And, yeah. you know, Microsoft is just trying to float their own market. Sounds like it. And for their own computers and operating system. And to add insult to injury, along with your not being able to use the Android apps that you've rented right. uh, through, your, through your subscription to 365, Microsoft in March of the 2021 is going to be increasing all of their cloudy rentals on 365 between well, an average of 20 to 25 percent so you're going to be paying a whole lot more to rent your stuff in the cloud from microsoft and that's why their stock is cranking um because they can just dictate well your your rental's going up by 20 25 percent and they're saying it's because they're giving you so many more features oh features like this that they took away this is helping you Oh, yeah, um, that's great. Thank it, you for taking something away that I paid for and will pay more for now. So May 4 now, and you can't, <laughs> you can't go ahead and use a local app. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that drives you nuts, right? I mean, we talked about, you know, Samsung being able to disable looted hardware from, and that's a great idea. But what happens right. when companies decide, well, I really need some more sales here. How can I get some more sales? I'll mess with the battery or I'll, <laughs> you know, turn the machine, the TV off and on on you. I mean, who knows what they're doing here? It's, it's getting ridiculous. And these, these, these companies, they sell you it, but they still seem to own it and own you when you buy it, whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think we as consumers are just, we're losing our ability to make these decisions and deal with this stuff. Yeah, they're always keeping those back doors open to get Correct. themselves in. Correct, either on purpose or by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to your calls. We've got uh, Lauren on the line from Bloomfield next. Hey, Lauren, what's happening? Hey, and good morning to you. Thank you for taking my call. My uh, pleasure. So appreciative of getting in so quickly. It is Saturday morning. Sure. Um, two questions, and I um, hopefully they will be quick. The first is my um, AVG yeah. expired on yesterday. All right. I was ready to, you know, re-up. However, I read the fine print, and they want to keep my credit card on file and auto-renew each year. Isn't that That's nice? How wonderful of them. <laughs> it's, to, it's for convenience sake, Lauren. I'm sure for them, but not for me if I forget or, you know, I find something else or if I find a sale. Well, right. you know what they're worried about? They're worried that you'll forget. Yeah, not I'm pay sure. next year. So, and they'll keep you, you know, keep deducting as they go. 
Yeah. So if that doesn't, if that bothers you, that policy bothers you, I don't blame you. I don't um, either. You feel free to look at other alternatives. The alternatives that we'd have you re- that we would have you look at would be Web Webroot. Um, it seems to be a pretty good antivirus product. Now, I'm not going to say that they don't do the same policy either. Well, yeah, they they even if they don't now, they may at some point in the future. Right. So we can't really speak to that. Everybody well, wants to bill your credit card and get paid. I don't like anybody doing that. I don't even like the the um, credit card companies wanting auto pay from my bank account. No, I don't like anybody having permanent access. To no, I don't blame you. I don't do that either. I don't. I don't want anybody reaching into my bank account. Not that they can't, but I we don't well, exactly. allow that. Exactly. you give it to them, even if they say they're not storing it, it is on file. It is on it's file, and they can make an inadvertent transactions where they take it, they, they make the payment three times. Oh, we're so sorry, and then they got to deal with putting it back. I mean, oh, yeah. ACH is a time. And sadly, once it happens to you once, which it did, yeah. um, then thus I feel the way I do. Yeah. But let me ask you, you're saying web root? Are you saying W-E-B web, R-O-U-T-E? R O O T. Yep. Web root. root as in roots that pulled up out of the ground. I gotcha. So they are an antivirus. Now you know I was looking for a free one. Well, so free ones you could use Microsoft Defender. You know that's built into your Microsoft operating system. That would be your free alternative, quote unquote. Um, if you, yeah, but we wouldn't recommend. <laughs> we wouldn't well, recommend. and that's yeah. just it. Not a problem. Because um, you know those, those that come with the computer. Mm are always interesting to me because I wonder, do they really work, you know, you, in, well, because it came with it. Um, and my thought process is if they, they're giving it to you, you probably should get something different. Yeah, I would recommend something other than Microsoft to watch Microsoft. But, okay, I am going to look into WebRoot, and um, I feel a little bit more comfortable with the um, AVG and my credit card. I'll just find one that I don't use too often. And my second question <laughs> for today Yeah. <laughs> um when I have a Lenovo, it is um, maybe two years old. I think it's called an IdeaPad. Anyway, um, and my um, speed for internet, my Wi-Fi is pretty pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I, when I log on and, and literally start it up each time, it takes forever to come up. Those little circle things, I think it's called buffering. It used to be truly circles. Now it's the dots that go in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is causing that? Because my computer is clean. I always go and get it checked out. Um, I have a plan that I do that. So what is causing it to take so long to come up? Well, there, there's a lot of things. Uh, you could have a lot of programs that have been installed that are running during the startup or even during your your user login process, which comes after the computer has started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all built in to what comes before you can actually start interacting with it. Uh, the other problem you could have, I mean, I suppose there could be some kind of a hardware issue in the computer, but I that isn't the first place that I would look. Right. You um, look at the startup first. I would look at the startup. Uh, see what's timing there, out. Maybe. Right. And, and look, yeah, see if there's anything that, that no longer has a valid file reference and then kick that out. Um, the other thing to look at would be just to look at the number of installed programs that you have. Um, and if there are any that you're not using, you may as well get rid of them. Some of them have backgrounds, well, may have background services that run, and you're just not doing anything with them, but they're taking time out in order to load during that startup process. Yeah. Is and, this a wake-up, Lauren, or is this a reboot that you've done or a power-up yeah. from scratch? Either and or. Hmm. Okay, oh. so very slow startup. Huh. 
What do you got for? Yes, I literally turn it on, hit the start, you know, turn it on, yeah. walk away, get the coffee, do all that thing, <laughs> yeah. check what's coming on, look at preview guide, <laughs> come back, <laughs> and there you are. And, and, you know, once I am up, then I can go through everything else fine. Right. But it's that start up that is. Well, your AVG could be doing a scan or yeah, something like it that. It might be doing an, either an initial oh. scan or a definition update. Right that it's getting from over the internet and it's waiting for that to come in before it kind of releases the computer. Yeah, if you disable AVG just as a test, so that idea is to try to figure out what's causing it. The other aspect of AVG you should be aware of, and I think it's still true, they're from the Czech Republic. Um, yes. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not an American company. No, and, and I hear you and I feel you and I appreciate that piece yeah. of knowledge. Okay. But check the uh, turn, turn it off uh, and then reboot your machine and see if it changes the... How long it takes? What kind of technology do you have in it? Do you have a four gigs of RAM, eight gigs? What do you get for RAM four. in that thing? Four gigs is also pretty oh, low. That's going to be a problem. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, well, that's, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that would have to be contributing to it. Yeah, Windows. But 10 if is you so went low. from yeah. if you went from having acceptable speed right to not having acceptable speed in some discrete moment, then there's probably something that got installed that's getting in your way. But you're you're not going to get screaming fast out of it. No, ever. How old? Are, you said two two years, Lauren, right? Correct. Maybe worth adding some RAM to it if after you've disabled some programs, it still takes a while to boot up because the boys at Microsoft and girls are updating your uh, Windows 10 all the time, making it more and more heavy on your little four gigs of RAM you have in there. Well, um, initially, and thank you. I only got it. You know, I'm I'm not a um, computer person after work because by day that's all I'm doing. I'm, I don't want to do that when I, I'm home. I hear you. And you know, I just literally do some banking, yep, and some videos, some watching YouTube stuff. Yep. So I didn't think I needed anything, um, but installing, adding RAM. I wrote that down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Disable programs. Yep. On the startup. Um, you said check install programs, check hardware, check valid file reference. Did I write that down? Well, that'll that'll we I'm we're going to provide you a link uh, to look at your startup programs, and that once you're looking at that list, you'll see things that maybe you recognize that you no longer have, but there's still a, a reference to it in the startup list, and you can just disable it. And the link that we've got that Mike G will uh, put post will tell you how to do that. Okay, and it'll be on today after the show. It'll be on right now, yeah, probably. Oh, probably. Oh, okay. We're that good. Right. Multitasking has not become a thing. That uh, Mike is, no, Mike is pretty fast list. with this stuff. Yeah, he's really fast. Okay. All right, then that's great. And it's Computer Talk with Tap, correct? Yep, dot com. I can do that. Then, gentlemen, thank you so much for your help this morning. I do appreciate you and the show. Thank you, Lauren. We appreciate you. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning, guys. Feel free to get online, or uh, we'll be talking about our kids and our cats, as it, as it were. We'll be right back. back again one line open for you the lines are all starting to jam up you're uh, waking up this morning here in connecticut we appreciate that and uh, dennis reminded me that uconn football is gonna happen today yep we wish them the best i mean so far it's only been the marching band that's been entertaining on the football field (laughs) but uh let's see if uconn can make it respectable out there in california right the 27 point underdogs or something like that good luck to you guys go huskies yes sir yeah, because you're a Husky, right, Dennis? I am. And me too. All my family is a Husky. Mm-hmm. But uh, good luck to the guys out there on the field. Let's go to uh, Ron in Berlin. What's happening, Ron? Good morning. Uh, I 
listened to you guys periodically. I've gotten a lot of info out of you guys. I have a question. All righty. The, the fact is that I purchased an, an HP Elite uh, 360. Nice. Recently, less, nice. Less than 10 days ago. It has 16 megabytes RAM. It has, I think, a half a terabyte of storage. Nice. And uh, it's a lot faster than what I've always had. Oh, and yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, and it's pretty nice. I wanted to get a Surface, but uh, I can't seem to find a Surface. You I know? think you and, made a better uh, choice. Yeah, oh, you're, you're going to be happier. You're going to be happier. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, my question is that the uh, when I set it up, they offer that deal there. Uh, I, I don't think they're charging me. I hope not. But uh, they offer <laughs> that deal with security and stuff like that. And I also have Norton on the desktop at the house. Yeah. I was wondering, should I use the one that they're offering, or should I put Norton on it? Well, first of all, the one that's on there already is not free. Uh, it may be free for 30, 60, or 90 days, right? but it will time out, and it will bug you incessantly to pay for it and get, renew it so that it keeps working. Right. Yep. Um, as for Norton generally... Um, it's a, I don't know. It's a security product. I yeah. mean, what can I say? It and you're paying it generally, for it. It generally does what they say it will do. Yep. Um, but we in the IT business tend to find that it has a high overhead mm-hmm. compared to its effectiveness, and you might be better off with something else. And right. WebRoot's what we talk you, about. All yeah. The time. And and honestly, I mean, I I've been using WebRoot a long time, even before I worked for Tab. So mm-hmm. this is not just Tab talking. No. This is real world experience. Um, that really conveys that WebRoot is very light in resources and and does and, a pretty good job. And it does a very good it's, job. It does both pieces of the uh, the equation. Yeah. So should I use the Norton then? <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta either buy it, buy Norton, or buy something. Yeah, buy, we're recommending well, you pay have, for something. I have Norton. I pay for it every year. I've been using it for like about five years straight. Okay. Yeah. It, it allows me to. Use five different devices with the same protection. Then use Norton. You already paid for it. Yeah, you may All as well right. just hey. keep using it. Yeah. yeah, if you're already on their on their uh, yeah, on their plan. roller coaster, go with them. If it slows down, <laughs> if it slows down that beautiful new computer, you say to yourself, "Hmm, maybe the tab guys are onto something." Now, I don't know what was installed on the computer when you got it. It might have been McAfee. No, they actually all it is is that Windows. Uh, Windows Defender, Microsoft. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I think that's what it well, is. Well, that's that's fine. All you need it to do then Microsoft is to Microsoft Shield on the bottom when it's right. green and yellow yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Well, I was just going to tell you if it was McAfee or some other third party, you'll have to uninstall that first. But if you want to put Norton on this new laptop, just yeah. install it. That's all you need to do. You guys made me feel good, but then the second round wasn't that good. But mm. then again, I'm feeling good again. <laughs> All right, Ron. And I made a good choice. Wow, thanks for telling me. Yeah, sorry Don't for playing with your that. emotions. I, yeah. I'm using that exact same computer here. That that <laughs> machine you're using is what I use every day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I like it because it's similar to Surface. Yeah. And I and I really like the Surface, but I have the old Surface, and I I want to get something with speed. Yeah, and you know HP's been making machines longer than than. Uh, Microsoft's been making an operating system, so yeah. <laughs> hey, and it is lightning fast, no doubt about it. Yeah, enjoy, Ron. Hey, I thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. You too.
Yep, bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, so Ron's on his way. And hopefully you guys are going to be around. till We're here till 11 o'clock, so stick around. we got Mark and Jeff. So hang on, guys. We'll get to your calls. And two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Mike G's been working hard, putting everything out there over at computertalkwithtab.com. And it's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you want to follow us over at, at Facebook, you have to like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook. And we're only going to bother you with this information on the weekends. You're going to get everything we posted into your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy and you're not in Australia. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.